This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, we always talk about there's a holiday for everything. December is National Write a Business Plan Month. Gave it a whole month? I want to know how you get a month. You decide you want a month? It's not really your month or your day. I'm starting to see things that are, there's several things on a single day. Like it might be National Daughter Day, but also National Croissant Day at the same time. From a marketing perspective, when you start looking at holiday calendars, there can be 15, 20, 30 days that are the same day. So you have to decide which day are you going to celebrate. That's why you marketers exhaust me sometimes. How do you choose? What we chose today was to discuss National Write a Business Plan Month. Let's talk about it. Now, you're the Mr. Anti-Business Plan. There have been times you have written huge business plans, and then you were like, yeah, no, not anymore. Okay, so let me give you my why, and let me explain myself. So I am very much for planning. I have a little bit of PTSD from my 20s where back in the day, you had to physically buy software down at Office Depot or whatever store it was, and you got a CD and you would load that software on a computer. And there was business planning software like Business Pro. And I remember purchasing this because I was in this mindset that I know what our problem is. We need a business plan. Everyone was saying, you got to have a business plan. You got to have a business plan. And I bought this software and I got into this software and it really just frustrated me to the nth degree. And it was like, that's why when you say business plan, I just have this crawl up in a fetal position kind of mindset. Okay. Fun fact, the first historical appearance of writing a business plan goes back to the coal mining industry in France in the 1800s. So I can assure you that they did not go to Office Depot and purchase software. That's the problem. My problem is unique in the sense that I allowed the software to get to me. And that tainted my view of business plans when really I do business plans to some degree all the time within our business. We have many little businesses inside our business. We have profit centers, so to speak. And writing plans, developing business plans, developing strategies around those different profit centers, it's a constant thing for me. Does it need to be tweaked? How's it doing? Having a plan is good. I just have to move beyond my original bad experience with the business plan environment. For the sake of this discussion, let's talk about creating super lean business plans. Let's talk about one piece of paper, one sheet in less than one hour. That is our goal today to talk about outlining your medium and long-term goals, review your strategy, look at your returns, and then set your milestones for the coming year. One page. And let's define long-term goals. Long-term goals for me are 18 months. So So when you're saying long-term goal to yourself out there, don't start talking about five, seven, 10 years here. Because you can't control the market. You can't control the economy. You don't know where you're going to be personally. Don't go over 18 months. 
let's stick with that on this discussion point as well. Because seriously, think back 18 months ago. Are you anywhere in your business that you thought you were going to be? Probably not. Probably not. I love this. It fits my current mood, which is this less is more attitude. I was on a simplify kick a couple of years ago that's transitioned into this essentialism, less is more kind of mindset. Look, we've got a complicated business in the independent agency system if we allow it to get complicated. We can simplify it. We can go into this easier, leaner strategy if we will allow ourselves the discipline to do that. Let's just think about this for a minute. Our business is about contracting with multiple insurance companies who produce multiple products and we use a software platform that sends data back and forth to those different carriers. And depending on how many carriers you consistently do business with, exasperates the complication. And then we have different agencies at different life stages from solopreneurs to 20, 25, 30 people everywhere in between. Uh, I'm going to not go above 30 or 40 employees because then you're getting into regionalized or mega agencies. So for our discussion, we're going to stay in that small to medium-sized agency. That's a lot of moving parts. To Tanya's point about one page, 90 days, six months, 18 months, staying in those windows, we need to do everything we can to simplify down the business model because we have a complicated industry. It's a great business, but on the surface, when you look at it and you really start to understand all the moving parts, it can feel daunting at times. Tanya's an outsider or used to be an outsider. She's an insider now, but she was an outsider. She joined the industry, second career. It's really confusing. Yes, 100% yes. She's still will text during calls. What does that word mean? What does that acronym mean? We use more acronyms inside this industry than just about any other industry. And more synonyms for the same thing. Yeah. Profit sharing, contingency, bonus. I just got off a call uh, just a few hours ago and I was like, all those are the same thing. They mean the same thing. They're just calculations. But carrier A will say contingency and carrier B will say profit sharing and carrier C will say bonus. Why? Because that's just what we do. It's not your life's work to create this business plan like it was for me 25 years ago. It's not your magnum opus. It's not. You don't need it to be. The market changes too fast. What if you have to switch gears? We talk about infinite game a lot on this podcast. The whole point is to stay in the game. The whole point is to stay in business. You may have to shift gears and change directions six times over the next 18 months. So if you lock yourself into creating this incredible, elaborate, multi-page document that's going to be all these things, you're just setting yourself up for failure. You're busy. You're not going to read all that every week. If you have a one-page document, you can look at it. You can read it on Tuesday afternoon and remind yourself and make sure that you're on the right track. If it is three, four, five pages, you don't have time for that. You don't have time to write it. You don't have time to read it. And then we don't read it. And then 
We get tired of reading it if we don't make it simple. And then the next thing, 60 days have gone by and you haven't even checked your business plan and you're just out there flopping in the wind, so to speak. And you've even forgotten what you said you were going to do. That's another thing that I experienced. This is one of my failures is I spent a lot of energy and time writing this novel of a business plan and then I never read it again. A year would go by and it's, oh yeah. What did our business plan say we were supposed to be doing today, this week, this month? It was nowhere close to what we originally said we were going to do because the market changed and we had to shift and we had to stay in business and we had to play the infinite game. So keeping it to that one page and then regularly reviewing it, maybe even weekly to your point, maybe it's a calendared item, read it every week. Stay current with it. December is a great time to update your business plan or write your business plan if you don't have one. Give yourself the gift of one hour. Set a timer. If I'm doing a project in one hour, I set a 30-minute timer and then I set another 30-minute timer just to remind myself, okay, I'm halfway through my time. And what that's going to do is it's going to keep you from falling down a rabbit hole. By giving yourself that gift of no distraction, turn off your phone, close your browser window, then you can't use any avoidance techniques to get it done. Most business owners can write a one-page document in one hour. If you can't write the business plan in one hour, then you're being too complicated. You're overthinking it. Trim it back. This may take a couple of passes. You may do this and fail. You may fail to get this done. You need to put in some separate time on this, what I would call thinking time, maybe not even note-taking time, unless you're just a doodler or a note-taker. I don't think we do enough thinking time in our businesses. And one of the things that as business owners that I've been encouraged to do by mentors throughout really the second half of my career is that thinking is working. And as business owners, we're pretty much always thinking about our business and we need to figure out how to be okay with stepping away and having thinking time. Thinking time can help you clear the air. If you are a runner, walker, cyclist, anything that is going to get your heart rate up, that is going to clear your head or create some endorphins and all that, it's going to help you. It's going to help you have that thinking time. And even if you don't remember, if you're like me, if you don't remember everything you thought about while you were running or walking and you wish you could remember, you had this really awesome idea. I used to have that. One of the things I've come to learn is that's okay because it's still there and it still cleared the air in your head. And then when you go to write your one hour plan, you will have a clearer thought process than just trying to do that in the middle of the day with the phones ringing, with all kinds of things running at you. I like a business plan to have five parts, opportunity, execution, management, marketing, and financial planning. So if we think about 60 minutes with five parts, give 10 minutes to each part, and then you have 10 minutes at the end to go back and make adjustments. So if I do this, what if I don't like it 30 days later? You wrote it in pencil or you put it on your computer screen and you can absolutely change it. Business plans to me should constantly be evolving because our economy, our market cycles, everything around us is constantly evolving. You're going to get stale if it doesn't change. It's okay for me to change directions or change my mind. What if I don't like what I wrote down 
six months ago because it's not working. Does that mean I failed? I don't know if I can handle that, Tanya, that constant fear of failure by writing down stuff that doesn't work. That's why I write everything in pencil. So pencils are good. Pencils are absolutely good. My wife has always been a pencil user as an accounting person. She does everything in pencil. I am not a pencil person, but I do have a lot of scratch outs on my notepads. My note taking is ugly. I don't generally show it to other people before I put it in the computer. Obviously, I'm asking those questions from this vantage point that I hear a lot of people talking about. Several things that get us as business owners, as agency owners, and we have to start and be simple with it. And that's the whole point of Tanya's five categories or five parts. Just because she says five parts doesn't mean it needs to be a lot. She's still talking about one page. So just to give practicality to that, if it's 10 minutes, you can't write a book in 10 minutes. So don't try to. Be simple. We just overcomplicate this. This could have been a five-minute podcast. Don't complicate writing your business plan. Be simple. Going back to Shane's point about software and downloading business plans off the internet, that is so incredibly limiting. And I don't like that. I would rather take the concept of opportunity and use my own thoughts, my own words, whatever comes out, whether it makes sense or not. That's so much more valuable to you long-term as an agency owner than trying to plug and play with whatever words the Small Business Administration gives you. I had a very interesting experience today. There's actually a business planning session going on in my house with some of the most brilliant minds in the business telephony industry that you can possibly imagine. So I went to the kitchen a little while ago to get something to drink and I overheard their conversations and it was just absolutely fascinating to me hearing them talk, but they weren't using fancy software to create their business plans. They have attached a whiteboard to my dining room wall and they're literally scratching on a whiteboard on my dining room wall going on right now. And it's been very interesting to listen to some of these conversations and hear the focus. And that whole concept of simplify has been extremely prevalent all day long. I used to really get frustrated with people that use sticky notes. I had some really bad abusers of sticky notes in my past. And so just in my own defense, but one of the coolest things that I've ever worked with are the gigantic sticky notes that you stick on the wall. Instead of whiteboarding, they're just like brainstorming sessions and being a part of a group of people. This is a really good investment. If you need to do a little bit of brainstorming before you start, before you create your plan, I love these things. Pretty much everybody's seen them. They're very low tech. You can buy them in office supply store, office depot somewhere, but they're really big. They have been very handy in my past. And I almost hate to admit it in certain circles because I've always been anti-sticky note, but gigantic sticky notes, that's a totally different thing. But it's not somebody else's thing. Don't do that. Find your thing. Do Even if you are scared to share it, you might be the greatest poet the world has never known, but you're afraid to show anybody your work. We have to get past that as agency owners. Get to the point where 
you need to create your plan based on what your ideas and what your focus is and not what somebody's doing in some insurance group that you're a part of or somebody you met at a conference. I'm not saying you can't take ideas away, but you need to make them your own in your one page, one hour plan that Tanya's talking about can be an incredible tool for you to find authenticity in your business and who you are. And I know we always end up back there with passion and authenticity, but I just see way too many people playing the comparison game. And I just want to really encourage you, in addition to these things, to stay away from that type of planning. I love the SMART acronym when it comes to business planning. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. If you set SMART goals, this shouldn't be longer than a page. No, it really shouldn't be. If it is, start over. It's okay. Wad up the piece of paper. Hit the backspace button a whole bunch of times. Hit the backspace button. It's going to be okay. And you may not get this done the first session. The two 30-minute timers. I agree with the one hour. I agree with all these things that Tanya is talking about, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it right, right off the bat. You probably won't. We're giving you permission to get it wrong. Sure. Better living through lower expectations. That's right. Better living through lower expectations is a really good approach here. It's really vital that you do it though. Even if you've got this successful agency that you're doing just fine, it's still a great exercise. There's so many things that I do that have nothing to do with the fact that we're not a startup anymore. There's so many things that I do as exercises or I ask my leadership team to do as exercises that have a purpose, but the purpose may not even be to change course, change direction. It may just be a thought-provoking exercise. This can be that for you. You may be stuck in a rut. You may be five years in, $4 million book of business, doing well, built it the right way, stuck, not really sure what the next step is going to be or the next level is going to be. This is a great exercise. You may need to think about that. That's part of why anybody, startup or matured agency life cycle should do this. You gave us an exercise this week and I failed, but I survived and I moved on. You didn't fail. The exercise was list your priorities. And I was on this kick about you can only really have one priority. And I still believe that. Now, there's a number one and there's probably multiple secondaries. And I gave instructions that were probably unclear and that's normal for me. I'm going to grow up one day and do better. But if I say, okay, tell me what your priorities are, most people will write down four, five, six things. And the whole idea is it's a little bit of a trick question because everybody really should just have one priority. And then they probably have secondary things. And that's probably the way it is across most of the areas of our life. And we think something different than we may even write down and say what it is. I'm guilty of this. And the idea being that There's got to be a number one. And this is going to be an ongoing exercise that our leadership team is going to be going through individually and then collectively over the next month or two. And it's really important. It's been important to me because I tend to be all over the place sometimes. So part of it is an exercise that I need as CEO of the organization. And then the other half of it is to help my leadership team better develop more 
time management, all those things that go into being a better leader and more effective is to them have clarity that says, at the end of the day, if I have four things running at me at once, this is the automatic thing that I choose. That's the idea behind it. Can you imagine as an independent agency, me telling you as an agency owner, I need you to prioritize one thing. And what is that one thing? Customer experience. Okay. Very well could be. Tanya gracefully wrote 1.5 and 1.5 on two categories. And I appreciate that. I did. I did because I had two very specific things that are the most important. (laughs) And long term, what my goal is as a leader is to understand what she thinks her goals are that she thinks I want her goals to be. And then we find out where that disconnect might be. If there is a disconnect, there may not even be a disconnect. But as I have done this across other members of our leadership team, I've found some similar things. I found other individuals, they didn't write 1.5, but they wrote two number ones. Or they wrote, I have these three things that are the most important. And then when I come back to them and go, yeah, but what's number one? I get what I suspected, which is when I did it myself several weeks ago, privately, I realized I was doing the same thing. I was writing down two or three things that were the most important things. And I was struggling to say, but what is the number one most important thing? In an independent agency, you ought to do that. This could be part of the plan. And this may be a whole nother podcast eventually, but this could be part of writing this business plan is being able to say, at the end of the day, I have all these things going on in my business and in my work life. But at the end of the day, this is the thing that has to win out as number one on a consistent basis. That's healthy. It's healthy for work-life balance. It's healthy for stress management. It's healthy if you lead or manage people, you have employees. Because I still believe that the biggest problem in our world today is lack of communication or bad communication. Looking at your business plan, spoiler alert here, it should never be finished. Give yourself an hour, get it on paper, but for the rest of your business ownership life, this should be a regular ongoing planning process. Whether you read it every week and then look at it every 30 days to sit down and make some adjustments, but just know that this is something you're never going to finish. Are you ever really finished? in the things that are really important. And I say, no, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't have that mindset. You should be constantly trying to improve, which is a natural state for me. That's not hard for me, but it is hard for some people. And I do recognize that. It's like figure skating. They make this really big deal that a figure skater is the very first person to do this specific jump. Or Simone Biles, once again, has created this new move that's never been done before. But right after that, there's a whole bunch of elite athletes that are doing that thing, right? That's the way it is in your business. There has to be something that keeps you accountable to your business goals. The thing about a business plan never being finished is that it it enables you to stay nimble and that allows you to respond to challenges and respond to opportunities when they arise. Staying fresh, staying nimble. These are good things and your business plan can help you do that in this format. If it's a shorter, simpler, easier to digest, easier to tweak kind of thing, 
the thing that gets harder as you grow your business, understand that change process gets a little different the bigger you get. So when you need to tweak in the future, when you need to stay nimble in the future, you have to prepare your people that we're going to be nimble. You have to prepare your people that we're going to be, I don't want to use the word ever changing because that feels like unstable, but we're going to be ever improving, which might have a little change tweaking going on on a regular basis. We have to balance that with this desire for stability. I want to speak to that for a second because one of the things that I did between 1995 and 2008 is I changed a lot without really any clear direction. And it was basically just chasing squirrels and changing. And I wore out our people. And then I finally had a reckoning, so to speak. And in 2010, started to settle in and started to think about what kind of impact that constant change was doing to our people. It didn't mean that we stopped changing. It just meant that we found more excitement in the stability over the shiny object or the cool thing. And so I want to make sure that we separate that from the mindset that your business plan is ever evolving and it's ever improving, but there has to be a balance between that ever improving nature and the stability side. Because let's not forget what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. There's a lot of moving parts in your independent agency. And if you move those parts too quick and they break, then you're going to have a lot of collateral damage, so to speak. It's really important that you get that nature and you understand that as you go into this process. So happy Write Your Business Plan Month. And I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Kevin Jorgensen. The unknown is intimidating. Things get a lot less intimidating when you turn the lights on and just start working on it. I feel extremely revived after this session. I feel like that Tanya has counseled me through this and my PTSD has left. And so I'm really excited about that. So just remember, attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.